Welcome to the In The Moment Baseball Podcast. I'm Porter Holt, and it is the greatest time of all right now because it is baseball season. Plenty of news happening in the MLB over the last few days. Uh, Let's go ahead and get into it. Starting with the Dodgers and Corey Seager, their star shortstop, or at least a star of the past. The young shortstop has been injured again, as we remember, last year missed basically all of the season, played about 25 games. That was due to mostly hip injuries and a little bit of elbow issues. Now, it's something else. He has a hamstring injury, expected to miss four to six weeks after he sustained it while running the bases against the Angels on Tuesday night. This quote from MLB.com's Ken Gurnick, Just coming around third, it grabbed pretty good, said Seager. Going to get it checked out tomorrow, see where we're at. He just went for an MRI yesterday. Yet to hear word about how that went, but definitely going to keep an eye on that one. As Seager, as talented as he is, cannot seem to stay off the IL over these past few seasons. And despite how well the Dodgers are playing, they're most definitely going to miss this all-star shortstop. Next up, we saw that the Royals made history with signing their first-round pick, Bobby Witt Jr., high school shortstop. He went second overall. Signed for the full slot value, $7,789,900, which is his second-highest bonus ever signed in draft history. Behind the first pick in 2011, Garrett Cole. We've seen how Cole turned out. Seemed like that bonus was a pretty good idea. Wit, we probably won't see in the majors for a long time, but Kansas City hopeful that he can help to turn around their franchise. Definitely a good position to go after with that high of a pick. We go back to injuries. The Blue Jays lost reliever Ken Giles. He's been placed on the 10-day IL with right elbow inflammation. He will be replaced by right-handed pitcher Jordan Romano, who was just called up. He'll wear number 68 for the Jays. Giles has had a real good season. He's been iffy his whole career. This year, a 108 ERA, over 25 innings, and he's notched 11 saves. That number could probably be higher if the Blue Jays were winning more games, so he has really been turning it on this year. Unfortunately, now he hits the IL, and Toronto just... Can't seem to figure it out right now. Luck is not on their side. They seem to be on the verge of a total rebuild if they're not already there. Now this, some of the biggest news throughout not just baseball, but the sports world, we all know about the David Ortiz shooting. Apparently, this is a brand new finding from the police in the Dominican Republic. Apparently, he was attacked by gunmen who were paid to kill him. There's not a lot of details on that yet, but apparently they were paid around $7,800, the gunmen were, to take out Ortiz. Ortiz is stable after receiving surgery back in Boston after he was flown there from the DR, but still just very, very unfortunate story. David Ortiz, a class act, and at 43... After he's just exited the game, he ends up being shot at his home in the Dominican Republic. And luckily, he is expected to make a full recovery after receiving treatment in Boston. But just 
just a very unfortunate story as it ends up that he was targeted. And for less than $8,000, that's just something you really hate to see. And me, even as a Yankees fan, David Ortiz, of course, essentially a lifetime Red Sox. It still, it really hurts to see that Ortiz, a class act, really a good guy. And, um, wishing the best to him in this, uh, tough moment. Moving on to, uh, Something a little bit more hopeful. Giancarlo Stanton finally rehabbing. He's had a lot of injuries, a lot of setbacks, but uh, he's finally rehabbing and he's set to return potentially as early as next week. He hit two homers in his rehab game with Class A Tampa, which makes it four total during that rehab process with the Tampa Tarpons. And it's looking good for him. They really think he could be back by next week. They're not going to push it. Obviously, we've seen the Yankees pretty much perfect, even without Stanton and Judge and Gregorius just got back. Plenty of injuries there. And we've seen them winning game after game. They're leading the AL East. They have a top five winning percentage in the entire league, not just the American League. So they're playing well. So they have no need to rush back Stanton. But, of course, that is a bat you love to have in your lineup at any time you can get it. So better believe that the Yankees are very, very excited for the the return of Giancarlo Stanton to that lineup. And things seem to be looking up as far as injuries go for them. They just got Gregorius back. They're getting good news about other players like Aaron Judge. Judge's return expected to be sooner than what they originally thought. So things going well as far as injuries go for the Yankees. And that is not something we have heard very often, but happy to hear it now for sure. Stanton, another real good guy that you want to see playing. He's good for the game. No doubt about it. Okay, so we'll get back to news in just a second, but I want to give out a special opportunity here. I'm looking for people who would like to be featured on the In The Moment Baseball podcast. That means you, yes, you, the listener, could appear on this podcast. Feel free to message me, give me a little bit of info about yourself, about your baseball knowledge, and I'd love to have you call in to the show and end up on the next podcast. Basically, I'll just give you a call and ask you about some of the most recent news and your opinion about it, and then that could end up included in the next episode of the In The Moment Baseball Podcast. I would encourage you, if you're enjoying the podcast, or just if you enjoy baseball and know a lot about it, message me and tell me about your interest. This next report from the Detroit Tigers, we know the Tigers are looking at probably being at the very bottom of the league. They're actually not losing the AL Central right now. Kansas City is below them. But regardless, Detroit just not going anywhere fast, except maybe towards a fire sale. Apparently, Detroit is open to trading, quote, virtually any veteran on the roster. That includes Matthew Boyd, Shane Green, Nicholas Castellanos, all that according to John Paul Morosi of MLB.com. Boyd, one that I want to highlight here, Matthew Boyd, starting pitcher, all-star nod for the first time. If he can get there this year, he's got a 308 ERA. He's 5-4. and four. Of course, that record, again, could be higher if he were on a more winning team than the Tigers. 
but he's really looking at a potential all-star berth. Boyd has been great this season, and let me tell you, teams are going to be after him if the Tigers do look to trade him. Nick Castellanos, he's been converted from a third baseman to an outfielder. He's a good hitter, one of the better hitters, if not the best, in that Detroit lineup, which isn't saying a ton of Detroit, but that should not take anything away from Castellanos. Really a talented player, again, a bat that a lot of teams would love to have on a team that is in a pennant chase. That is not the Tigers, of course. He's hitting 262 right now, seven homers in 61 games. Shane Green, a reliever, he's leading the AL with 19 saves and a 104 ERA, almost under one. So Green, definitely going to be a hot commodity, maybe the hottest out of those three if the Tigers really do trade all of those players really wouldn't be surprising. It seems like that is what Detroit is moving towards and what they should be moving towards. They're struggling. Things not looking up. This is the move to make. Get rid of those veterans. Bring in young guys. Build up your farm system and try to return to prominence. That's just what you have to do sometimes. Speaking of a former Detroit Tiger, Justin Verlander, 15 Ks. For a career high on Wednesday against the Milwaukee Brewers. All 15 swinging, none looking, 36 years old, and Verlander is still dominant. Houston has to be glad they brought him in. Seemed like he was starting to taper off in Detroit as he was nearing the end of his time there. Nope, comes into Houston. He has been an ace. We all remember how important he was last year in their playoff run, and now just continuing to get it done. He has 2,816 punch outs, and that's before that start against Milwaukee. So now, even higher, up at 2831. He struck out 14 batters four times, but that 15 was the first time. And again, good for a career high. All right, just one more story for you guys here, and then we're going to wrap it up. Tommy Pham, much loved player on the Tampa Bay. Rays, of course, came over there from the St. Louis Cardinals. Uh, he doesn't love the All-Star Game voting, feels that it could be unfair because the Rays don't get the coverage that he believes they should get. This quote, according to Josh Tolentino of The Athletic, we won't get credit, man, said Fan. It's always unfair. Big market versus small market. It's never going to be fair. With Avisayo, Garcia, of course, and me, when I saw the ballot of the guys ahead of us, Jackie Bradley Jr. and Brett Gardner, and they're hitting around 200 or lower. That tells you it right there. Fam could have a point here, of course. We know that All-Star Game voting is essentially a popularity contest. We see Aaron Judge towards the top of voting, and he has barely played this year due to injury. Of course, that's not his fault. And of course, he is a great player. But you do have to consider that maybe we should have people looking at it that don't just take into account popularity, take into account guys that really do deserve to be there because of their stat line, not having the same guys there every year because we know their names and they get coverage. We see in the last few years, Cubs, Dodgers, Yankees, Red Sox, Astros, they just dominate the All-Star game. It was two or three years ago when the Cubs almost had the entire infield. That was a very good team, but 
Fam could have a point here that it could be a little unfair because those big market teams do get a lot of coverage compared to the Rays, who have kind of always been a dark horse, and yeah, they don't get a lot of attention. So I have to agree with Tommy Fam here. He has a very good point that it is a little bit unfair, the all-star voting process. So with that, I do want to give a plug for all-star voting. You can do that now until around end of next week. That's the first round of voting. Just go to MLB.com slash vote or Google your favorite players. That's a new thing. You can vote that way. And I would say here's my advice. Don't just vote for the guys whose names you know. Take Tommy Pham's advice and really consider who deserves to be there. That would be awesome. All right, guys. You have a good one. This has been the In The Moment Baseball Podcast with Porter Holt. I'll see you next time.